0: I think the problem as parents, we get nervous, we're worried that our kids won't, they'll miss something or miss out, or we just worry. So we want to talk about it all the time because it's in our minds all the time. When we do college planning with our parents, we always tell them to to pick a time as a family, whether that's Sunday afternoon at two o'clock once a week, once every other week, whatever it is, where we're going to sit. And this, this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that. And then maybe at that time, you have this timeline. And this week, we're going to talk about this. And this week, we're going to talk about this. Because I think as parents, we could talk about it all the time and then right. they don't listen to us. So I don't think it's unreasonable at all to have these types of conversations for all the reasons that you mentioned. They've helped me personally. And I feel like we've always done a really good job with what information we had to use, but this information, it's just a game changer because clarity is a good word. You've used that word for your course,
1: but that's exactly what it is. It just, it's like, it's the map. Vicki Wisebrode is a school and college counselor at Bishop Fenwick High School in Ohio. Four years ago, her school made what she calls a game-changing move in how they serve their college-bound students and their parents. They identified a missing piece in their services and adopted a college major and career coaching program that they've continued to develop. Their school advising process is bringing clarity and creating a map for families to follow. She includes fantastic advice for parents and teens, whether your student attends a school that takes a similarly structured approach to this part of the college bound journey, or great ideas if you don't have the benefit of such programming. If you work in a high school setting, you'll be inspired by what counselors Vicki Weisbrod, Sabrina Snyder, and Jean Horn are accomplishing. I'm Lisa Marker Robbins, and I want to welcome you to the debut episode of College and Career Clarity, a Flourish coaching production. Let's dive right in to a great conversation. Welcome to College and Career Clarity. This week, we have Vicki Weisbrode on with us. She is a school and college counselor at Bishop Fenwick High School. Bishop Fenwick is a parochial high school in the greater, I'd say greater Cincinnati and greater Dayton, Ohio areas because it's smack dab right in the middle. Vicki is married to a high school teacher And they are parents to three now young adult children. So she has recently gone through all things college and career, not only professionally, but also as a parent. Welcome, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I am tired listening to the intro. I'm tired. (laughs) I bet. I bet. And when we're (laughs) recording this, you just came off winter break and I'm already wearing out. Right, right. So tell us a little bit about your role as both a a school and a college counselor. You wear two hats, and there is a difference between those two roles. I want to hear a little bit about what your role is at Bishop Fenwick. Okay, so I am starting my
0: 15th year this fall as a school counselor at Fenwick. The role has changed greatly in those past 14 years. I started very much a reactive Counselor, taking issues, concerns as they came, and over the past really last 10 years, really became more programmatic. As a school counselor, I'm responsible really more for the social, emotional, transitional part of high school, both in and out, and the academic piece, of course, obviously at a college prep high school. As a college counselor, it's finding the right fit. We are a school where 98% choose some sort of post secondary education. So college planning is a big piece, a big piece of what we
1: do. Yeah. I know you guys have specific meetings with the students and the families throughout their journey through Fenwick mm-hmm. to that end of trying to plan what comes after graduation, right? Mm-hmm. What does that yeah, look like? We, well and that has that's what has really evolved beautifully in the last 4 years specifically.
0: We started with two counselors. We're alphabetic. We stay with the students all 4 years. There are a lot of schools that will split between a school counselor and a college counselor so because the focus can be so different, but because the relationship is such a big part of the whole experience, we stay with the kids from start to finish. So that it, that requires us to be experts in everything which can be a little bit tricky. So we divide our population is usually around 550. So there was always two counselors for the population. Four years ago, we added a third so that we could offer more services. So we're really lucky. We have a a small caseload under 200, which is dreamy, dreamy for us. Dreamy unbelievable yeah we, we we definitely dreamy and, and we have the support so it's great so as a result there's a lot of interaction we see the kids a lot we in their freshman year we'll see them we figured 20 times they'll see a counselor 20 times over the course of their freshman year which helps with the transition we meet with them individually at least once proactively and then reactively as much as they need to we have a, a class that is a part partly collaboration and in, in it once every other week we go in with some sort of a curricular issue at Fenwick we have what are called we're the Falcons so we have yeah. what are called flock blocks and <laughs> within our flocks grade level groups We get to meet with each grade level on a rotating basis. So freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors on a rotating basis throughout the whole school year. So we do see the kids a lot to address the academic, social, emotional, college, and now career aspects of high school,
1: wherever they are in their journey. Super intentional. And and you mentioned and now career, because that's something that you guys have Mm -hmm. added. And I know you were integral to Fenwick making a decision to... Add more, do better, fill Mm -hmm. some gaps. Recently, as you know, I have a Facebook community of parents where we discuss things all college and career related called Launch Career Clarity. And I recently polled them, knowing I was going to talk to you, And that you have such a great role at a school. And I said, how would you rate how your school's doing on the college major and career piece of what Mm -hmm. they provide? Are they excellent? Are they good? Are they could use improvement? Or are they unacceptable? And overwhelmingly, the parents chose unacceptable. And I know it doesn't have to be that way. Mm And I know you were really spearheading, for lack of a, it's probably actually the right word, the change that happened at Fenwick about four years ago. What did your team, you and Jean and Sabrina, work Mm -hmm. with you, your other counselors, what did you feel was missing or what was the gap for both the families and you all as Mm -hmm. the college counselors?
0: Time is a huge piece of it I think most counselors I would I would hope there weren't a ton of Fenwick families on that survey even though a couple of years ago they would say that very same thing we weren't we realized that that was a piece of our puzzle that was was lacking I wouldn't say that it was absent but we were just stopgap measures leaving it to the parents to figure that part out We knew we were part of a college prep high school we knew that we had to get them to that point and help them. We, I feel like we do and have done a really good job of helping kids find the best fit academically, emotionally, socially, and all those pieces of the puzzle for picking a college. We do our research with the college admissions and all of that. But as far as what they what they did when they got there, I mean, we were kind of just giving them a, a few ideas and sending them on their way. And part of that was time. You yeah. really have to be able to devote time and sometimes financial resources to making this happen so you you're you're busy putting out fires or trying to do what is deemed most important, hoping that that piece just falls into place and so while as we started to follow the ask a model of counseling and 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 try to do some very like i said intentional and proactive counseling, we realized that that was a piece we just we' we're, we're not experts we we're, especially those of us who've always been in education. I don't know right. what the other people do in their jobs. I can't. All we've had to be, be able to base anything is off of academics and so and their academic aptitude.
1: Well, and to your point, you're already wearing how many hats? You can't be an expert at all things, right? Right, right. And so, so it, for us, it would be
0: through Naviance, which is a platform that we would use for college counseling, they had a great tool. And then we've gone to SCORE, which we really like, and they have a great tool. So it was just using the tools that were out there, giving it to the kids as an activity and hoping for the best, having a few conversations and hoping that the parents took over at home to continue. There are there always a, a few kids that really want to dig in, but it just wasn't feasible. And we knew that, and, and I always felt like that was just missing but we're not experts because we're experts in other things. So then we found you.
1: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> or You found us. <laughs> well, I don't, we found each other. We did find each
0: other. Well, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah.
1: That's right. So as I was developing my college major and career coaching program, actually it was really as a mom first, so you were not only seeing missing pieces from the aspect of a school counselor, mm-hmm. you were also experiencing that as a mom, right? And that's is mm-hmm. where it started. Mm-hmm. Okay. My kids,
0: I have three children and they attended two different high schools, also private high schools in the Cincinnati area, magnificent schools, wonderful job, definitely wonderful education. But the same thing was lacking there. It was left to us. It was left to us as parents to have those conversations. And and I remember this as a student myself. And then as a parent, it feels like we hone in on where our kids are good academically. Being a math kid, my dad, you yeah, have be an engineer. No, that's not my personality kind of thing. So I, I feel like that's what we do as parents. And with our limited view, we're all at education. So we don't have any ideas about other careers that our kids might be good at. They both did these same types of surveys. We really didn't talk about them. And where the Berkman kind of came to light, this was your new baby. And you were telling us about it. and, And I thought, oh, I've got a kid that really should do this. And I'll never forget. She took the Berkman. We had had conversations at home. She's very creative. We always thought she would go down the line of graphic design or something creative. But yet she had this passion for kids and I remember she took the Berkman and you interviewed her. And I remember you saying, tell me about your being in education. And you, she said, my parents complain all the time about education. I can't go into education. But yet she was overwhelming education. And we explained it wasn't the role of education. It wasn't the teacher. It wasn't the counselor. It was just bosses or coworkers or all the elements of any job. And lo and behold, she went into education, she graduated, she started her first job as a teacher, which is exactly where she should be. So for her, it confirmed, kind of it validated what she was feeling on paper and, and and everything. And I've watched that a bunch now as a counselor. I've watched that for kids.
1: Because Emma really like she had this inkling about, I wonder about teaching, but then all three of you were sort of like, uh. Eh. Nah, mm. nah, but once we looked at her wiring, right, and her values, and we had curated some great conversation mm. around that, we found alignment, and yeah. I, I'm so thrilled for Emma. Like, yeah, yeah, I
0: love I mean, that it's, for it's, it's, her. We have teacher talk all the time at our house. Now, oh, that's and, fun. Yeah. But then again, we, we were looking at what her, what we thought were her strengths and we didn't know you you have an agenda for your kid and you, you think you see them where they should be, but they don't tell you everything. And mine talk a lot. So that's what I really like about the Berkman. It just, it sifts through it's it, it works really
1: well and you're way. a lucky mom if you're if you had teenagers that talked a lot no. so so many are so envious of that the so, girls not the same so, okay like, no, no, no. No, like let, me yeah. <laughs> let me be no, clear no, no, no. yeah let me be clear so we had this experience where you mm-hmm. actually came to me as a mom and i'll let you sort of tell the story about the change that took place four years ago and what how you guys now as a school, as three college counselors, when you have the college counselor hat on, how you approach college planning at Fenwick. Cause I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Yeah, we're pretty lucky.
0: I just I'll never forget sitting at your office area and you were explaining about this Berkman, which I had never heard of. And Jeannie Horn was with me, and I remember looking at her and saying, we have to do this. We have to do this for all of our students. They need this. We need this for them. And I'm like, we can't afford this. So we're not gonna do this. You <laughs> know? So then we brought it to the administration and talked about it and we and we encouraged kids to go on their own a lot. We would do our continue to do our surveys here at school and and have those conversations. But when I when we would get a kid that was really kind of lost, we would beg and plead for them to come to leap and at the time and, and and get the Berkman on their own. And then with a wonderful development director and an amazing donor came along and said, I really want to invest in counseling and how can I help? And we're like, Berkman, we want the Berkman. And so we were able to, oh, has it been four years now? Four I think years? it's been four years. Yeah. We've given it to our sophomores at the end of sophomore year because that's when there are most of them are around 16 and all of a sudden now we just have this tool that has changed the conversation it helps with picking classes it helps with picking organizations to get involved in it it just it just opened doors that we had never opened it it changed the conversation I think that's the best that I could that I could say so we've done that now for several years and we're not Berkman people, but we can read the reports enough to make sense of the big points. But then the kids who still felt they needed a lot more guidance, then we would send them to you for additional clarity. So, and that's where we are now, right? You right. Know, where we are now. We're changing it up altogether this we're year. We're
1: changing it up again. Yeah. So you yeah. guys are the first school that I've brought my Launch Career Clarity five-module course Mm -hmm. to help them not only just get a report that is the Mm -hmm. Berkman, which and we should say the Berkman is a personality assessment that we use, Mm -hmm. but it really, the clarity comes out of the exercises, the conversation and the collaboration that we now have in a course, and we're rolling it out to all of the Fenwick students. So Mm -hmm. everybody will be benefiting. And I I would imagine if I'm in your shoes, which I started in the classroom many, many moons ago, I won't age myself completely. And at that time, wanting to be more effective, like Mm -hmm. how do you feel having the power of not only the Berkman results, but the coaching that goes along with it and Mm -hmm. the conversations and being able to help find alignment with activities and courses that they select, mm-hmm. how has it made you and Jean and Sabrina mm-hmm. more effective in your jobs? Like, does it, is it taken pressure off? Does it, how does it show up? I think it's just crazy to think that we would be
0: career coaches on top of what we do. It's just, and then, and then I'm sure there are wonderful school counselors who are fantastic at that. But for us specifically, that we just don't have the breadth of knowledge to bring it in. So it it does take a lot of pressure. It does take a lot of pressure and having this report and it's an easy to use report. And it, it just, it gives them a picture. I don't know. I, I, I use the the analogy with students a lot that, I feel like when I when I start with freshman year, they're this big jigsaw puzzle. I, I, and it feels that way. We dump out the pieces freshman year and we start turning them over. And then, and I feel like it, it just, and, may, and I definitely, I have a pair of rosy colored glasses. I'm an eternal optimist. But the pieces do just fall together. And we always just hoped that that career piece happened after they were gone. But I think that, That now that we've got this tool that can that can narrow their focus and 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 ideally help them pick a better college the first time and a major the first time and not waste years or waste money or waste time or whatever and hit the ground running, it 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 does feel like a bit of a game changer, I think. We knew we couldn't do it, but this tool and this program, I'm really excited about the class because I think what happens is Families are busy and they, you you like, hey, here's this great tool. And then they got to come up with time to do it. So now that we've found a way to bring it, this flock block that we have a lot of times it's a study hall here or there to do, but we're giving them, we're etching out some time in the day, which tells them that it's important. And then it also gives them the time to do it so that they can do the exploration and maybe get something out of it. I, I know yeah. we'll get a hundred percent, but man, they're going to be definitely more focused. I, I'm, I'm missing yeah.
1: the line. Well, it's the whole you can lead the horse to water. right? Right. So I have watched you as a school be so intentional with the choices that you've made that I think it's just a game changer for students. And it puts them on. It increases the odds that they're on an excellent trajectory coming out of high school
0: everything you read so much now that maybe college isn't for everyone. And I think that this, and I've had a lot of conversations as a result of this Berkman that I may not have had before. They, especially in a culture like ours, we're a college prep high school where the majority of kids go. So they kind of peer pressure each other into thinking that that's where they should be. And the reality is, is not supposed to be that way. So this, I don't, I don't know that this report necessarily gives them permission, but it definitely lets them either think about things or, like I said, the validation or whatever, that there are different paths.
1: It opens up conversation around, there's so many different ways that this can look. There are associate degree careers that make Mm -hmm. far more than some bachelor degree Mm -hmm. careers. And income is just one part of the alignment piece that we look for, for what a person wants income-wise. So that's only one piece of the the jigsaw puzzle, as you Mm -hmm. put it. I want to talk about your decision to put this in the, the past four years. We've done it at the end of the sophomore year. We're talking about maybe moving it right to the beginning of the junior year. Is there a, in your estimation, I know how I answer this, but I want to hear from somebody who's boots on the ground in a school every day with hundreds of kids. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like? Is there a too early, a just right and where does it start to get like, oh, we're we're kind of like, oh, a little behind here. I, I'm glad we're moving it to junior year, I do think,
0: because we've we've had this conversation over the years. I think there are a lot of parents that want to start the journey a little sooner, asking the questions really early, but there are a, a decent chunk of students that kind of just wanna do high school. That's the rush. I just want to do high school is overwhelming me, and so I I think the beginning of junior year there's a seriousness that seems mm-hmm. to start to settle in. That's when we focus on testing. If that still happens a little bit more, you're you're halfway there. It it, it feels like the right time to start being more intentional with what's happening after the the first couple of years. There's still high school is all they see, and junior year still somewhat. Senior year I think would be too late, but it. I think it'll be great to do it then. And then as counselors, I feel it's my responsibility to then meet the student where they are with the conversation. I had a student come in today and he's like, I don't want to talk about college, second semester of my junior year. Let's talk about it. And it's about the time that we sit down and do it. But I pulled up his Berkman that he had from last year and we talked about it and, and, and watching his face, the things that he was thinking, and he'd already seen this report sophomore year. He just did. It wasn't important to him then. Right. It's important to him now. So I think our role in this is taking when it's important and and revisiting that. But it was funny. He was kind of like, that's what I was thinking. It was was awesome to watch it. And I think that's what what this whole process does is it it gives them permission to because it tells them what they want to do. And it's what they may be thinking, but they may not have said the words. You know? Right. You asked me about families. I think this process does a service to the family. It may not be it could be painful at times because the conversation can be tough. But sometimes I think in our one we have wonderful kids who want to please and and, and do right by their families and, and may not necessarily want to speak up or whatever. So
1: I think it does a good
0: job. It gives them something on paper to back what they were thinking all along.
1: Yeah. And watching the light bulbs go off on like jobs, Mm -hmm. like that's even a job, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So fascinating. It's it's just
0: kind of, it feels like it's that last missing piece of the puzzle that we just get to go put it in there. It's so
1: exciting. It is. It really is. So. Obviously, the vast majority of the listeners of of my podcast are not going to have the Mm. opportunity to go to Fenwick High School as a both a mom and a college counselor Mm. working with hundreds and hundreds of students over the years. What actionable advice would you give to a family of a sophomore, junior, senior in high school who doesn't have resources like this at their school? And what are some things that they can do, even what in what is the right order to do them as they're planning what comes after high school? It's a big question. It is a big question. it's so
0: hard within families because there's agendas involved and what you want for your kids versus what they might want for themselves, et cetera. Having three kids, I don't know that I would say, okay, guys, first part of junior year, let's go. It's Berkman time for them, necessarily. As their mom, I probably would... See where they are. And if there's any inkling of wanting to talk about it, then I would probably jump on the opportunity to do this. And all three of my kids have taken the Berkman for that very reason. So some have listened to me from the conversations, and others still learn it. That's like you said, you can lead the horse there, but there's still going to be some that are going to do it their own way. But right.
1: And then come back later and go, oh, yeah,
0: you were right. So we'll, we'll get there someday. <laughs>
1: Well, I had an interesting conversation with a mom two days ago, and she she is a sophomore who just went through the launch course, and they decided to do it as a sophomore with me because they were ready. She's a high-achieving yeah. student. Mm-hmm. She wanted. They were ready. So this is that listening to your child, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're there. I've had freshmen who are ready. Yeah. I
0: have some seniors who still aren't ready. So yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, and she was, she also was asking me, you know, like, really what, what comes next, Lisa? And what should I be doing? And I have a kid who overthinks and do you have Mm -hmm. strategies for me and helping her move along? And I did say to that mom, if you're getting ready to fund college, it's well within your parenting right Mm -hmm. to make it a conversation, not a, dictator. Mm -hmm. But hey, here's a timeline we're looking at. And if dad and I are going to invest in college, then here are some benchmarks we're going to need you to meet along the way Mm -hmm. so that we're making informed and good decisions. And to your point, college is expensive. You don't want Mm -hmm. people wasting time in college or having to switch majors a ton. Mm -hmm. And I said, that would be my advice to her. Like, Make it a conversation, agree upon some deadlines. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we hold the bar to that deadline, that our kids will rise up to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I those agree. kids yeah. the ones well, we, that we always are, recommend that families, I think the problem
0: is parents, we get nervous, we're worried that our kids won't they'll miss something mm-hmm. or miss out or we just worry. So we want to talk about it all the time because it's in our minds all the time. When we do college planning with our parents, we always tell them to to pick a time as a family, whether that's Sunday afternoon at two o'clock, once a week, once every other week, whatever it is, where we're gonna sit. And this this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about that. And then maybe at that time you have this timeline. And this week we're gonna talk about this. And this week we're gonna talk about this. Because I think as parents, we could talk about it all the time and then right. they don't listen to us. So I don't think it's unreasonable at all to have these types of conversations for all the reasons that you mentioned. They've helped me personally and I've seen, I feel like we've always done a really good job with what information we had to use but this information it it's just a game changer because it's clarity is a good word you've used that word for your course but that's exactly what it is it just it's like it's the map that we don't use anymore right it's the map right it's just the map of where they're going instead of going go on out there and just get on the road and drive which is what we've told them for years so
1: well, I'm excited for launch Career Clarity mm-hmm. for the the Fenwick students. We actually start in 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. Actually, we start the week that the podcast debuts. So, perfect mm-hmm. timing. Mm-hmm. If people want to know more about Fenwick High School and all the great things that you guys are doing there, if they happen to be in this area and want to consider it as a high school option, or maybe they're a school far away that Mm -hmm. are inspired by the work Mm -hmm. with the intention that you guys are doing, how -hmm. can they learn more about Fenwick and your team?
0: Well, we're in the process of a marketing overhaul. So I think our website would still be a good starting place for getting information and finding me on there. To reach out to me or one of the other counselors. And we're FenwickFalcons.org. That's probably the best place to get all of that contact information. We're a regional school. So if your podcast is in the north, like you said, Cincinnati and Dayton area, you can just come here and get what you're talking about right now. I'm happy to talk about this whole process. And after we get through it, To let you know how it's going. I'm I'm excited for our kids. We've got some great kids who probably be
1: willing to talk about their experience with it as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Mm -hmm. we will definitely do an update episode in the future. Thank you so much, Vicki. I could talk to you all day long. I gotta go to work. (laughs) Actually, I probably have some kids waiting for me. Well, go find some kids to help. Thanks, Vicki. Thank you. I think. Vicky's advice to parents is great. Carve out some time to sit down and have an intentional conversation around whatever part of the college bound journey your student is currently navigating. But don't overwhelm your student with initiating conversations about their future every time it's on your mind. As a mom, I know how hard that can be, but you will get further with your teen if the conversations are intentional bite-sized chunks. You can learn more about the launch career clarity course that Fenwick uses with their students at flourishcoachingco.com forward slash course. I'll be sure to put that in the show notes. If you work in a school setting and want to explore being more intentional with the college major and career piece of what you provide for families, send me an email to info at flourishcoachingco.com. I'd be happy to connect. If today's episode was helpful to you, please share it with a friend who needs this too. Thank you for listening to the College and Career Clarity Podcast, where I help your family move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear, and confident about your teen's future.